Welcome to episode 52 of the Bass Lessons Melbourne podcast. My name is Craig. Um, thank you for checking out this little show. Um, in this episode, I have the amazing Jay Bratton. Um, you may not have heard of Jay, but he's definitely somebody that you should keep an eye out for in the future. He kind of cut his teeth in the gospel scene in America, and off the back of that, he's landed some really superstar level gigs with the likes of Drake, uh, Music Soul Child, and Mark Ronson. And we talk about all that kind of stuff in the interview. Um, Jay is just one of those super musical bass players. Um, he's got great feel and pocket and tone, and he's got lots of cool ideas. And um, it seems to be a common thread with a lot of the kind of gospel inspired and uh, players that I've checked out and, and hung out with that they have a, a very well-rounded um, approach to bass playing so it was really cool to hang out with Jay and jam with him a little bit. You should check out his um, solo album that he's just released. Um, I think his uh, Instagram handle is musicboy3 um, and his album is on Bandcamp. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes and it's called The Mixtapes. It's very cool, very gospel but also very cool. So yeah, um, he brought along his awesome M bass, uh, made by John Magini, I think his name is. So we had a little jam, uh, and that thing sounds sounds pretty cool. Um, at this point, it'd be cool to maybe thank my sponsors, F-Bass. <laughs> All the alphabet basses are involved in this episode. Um, F-Bass have been handcrafting guitars and basses for over 40 years. Um, and offer vintage as well as contemporary inspired designs. So if you're in the market for a new bass or even a guitar, head over to fbass.com and um, give George and Marcel a call if that's your thing. So without further ado, um, oh, before I forget, I do want to apologize for something. Um, the lateness of this episode. Uh, things have been a little crazy here. Um, I'm expecting my first child, so... There's been a lot of stuff to get ready, as I'm sure those of you with children know. Um, I've actually also had to move my studio from the spare bedroom out into the garage, so I had to deal with all that, and I just kept on putting the podcast off and off, but finally got around to it, so um, here it is. If you like this um, episode and if you like this podcast in general, please let me know, send me an email or connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you can find, Bass Lessons Melbourne, all over the place. Um, let your friends know, leave a review, share it, um, all that kind of stuff really helps. There's also a video already up on YouTube of Jay and I jamming, which is pretty cool. So um, that's up on the Bass Lessons Melbourne YouTube channel. But here, I, here we actually go, episode 52. Mm-hmm. 
Hey guys, what's up? This is Craig from Bass Lessons Melbourne and today for today's player profile I am joined by Mr. Jay Bratton. How are you man? I'm great man. Great man, I'm a pleasure to be here. You too, it's pleasure great to for uh, really appreciate you coming out. Uh, absolutely man. You know, appreciate early, being here. <laughs> early on a Saturday morning. Right. <laughs> right. It's tough. So you're in town with um, Eric Robeson? Yeah. Is it Robeson or Robeson? Robeson. Robeson? Yeah. Okay. Like Robertson, but missing a couple of others. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, uh, the announcer's been getting that wrong every night. <laughs> like, Robertson. Like, oh. <laughs> every night he gets wrong, but it's, it's cool. It's yeah? Cool. Been a good week so far? Yeah, it's been a great week. It's been a great week. Good yeah. chill. Cool. Yeah. And you've been playing with Eric for a while? Yeah, so... Oh, man. I don't remember when I first started, but I played for him for like five years. And then it was off for like three years. I went on tour with uh, another artist, and um, you know he just had another bass player when I, when I got back. So then um, that a bass player ended up moving along. So now I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, and I've been with him another three, going maybe on four years. Okay. Now. Yeah. Is that similar with the rest of the guys in the band as well? Um, yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. We've just got a new uh, another drummer. Okay. The newest drummer, but. He's, he's my he plays with me all the time as oh, a drummer yeah. so it's, it's comfortable for me yeah yeah very comfortable and um whereabouts did you kind of grow up and stuff i grew up in delaware okay uh, Selby, for, some delaware. Reason, for some reason i think delaware is texas but oh wow i don't know uh, i just but it's not uh, right no no it's um so it's like phila philadelphia yeah philadelphia like philadelphia. So it's like east coast yeah north yeah. north uh yeah north yeah east coast yeah yeah so that's and you're still there. Yeah. Well, I live in Newcastle, Delaware now, which is um, yeah, even closer to Philly. <laughs> Philadelphia. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like 20 minutes away from Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. It's like I, I know Philly's like a, you know <laughs> you might not know Delaware is, but people know where Philadelphia is yeah. a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, always musical. Yeah, I grew up in a musical family. Like musical. through to yeah. the church kind of thing. Yeah. My mom sung. My dad played bass. Uh, Trustee at the church, uh, choir director at the church. Uh, like Your dad played of, bass. Yeah. yeah, and and the bass player for the church. He was like a lot. Of, he had a lot of hats. So right. Yeah. So you just yeah. kind of. I mean, like, how often are you at church? Is it like a once a week thing? Or? Yeah. Growing up, you mean, or now? Yeah, like growing up. <laughs> Man, maybe three times a week. Right. <laughs> two, two, three times a week, and twice on Sundays, half the time. Twice on <laughs> right. Sunday He's morning, like, then. Mom. <laughs> right. Then like. <laughs> I always had to have afternoon service, four o'clock, four o'clock afternoon service. Yeah, man. I just kind of grew up in that type of atmosphere. And musical church, like yeah. quite musical. Yeah, very musical. My, uh, like I said, my dad was like head of the, like all the like music, a lot, well, a lot of the musical stuff that went on in the church. It was like because of my dad, well, not because of my dad, but he was like in charge of it. So yeah, just seeing that side of it, and you know, just seeing you know, you know, just how it operates was, was nice. Yeah. And so did you start off in the bass? No, I started off on drums, as many of us probably, a lot of people Because as, as a kid, it's the most exciting right. thing, right? <laughs> right, yeah. And especially in church, like, there's a lot of like right. drum action. And opportunities, like, <laughs> oh, it's offering? Yes. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no. All right. Yeah. So, so that was kind of, and you still play a bit of drums, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I heard that do. track. Uh, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, man. It's, I, that's still my first love. <laughs> still, drums. yeah, I don't think it'll ever not be. Do you do do you, do you do gigs and stuff on drums these days? No, <laughs> no, I play at church here and there, but no, <laughs> not okay. really. Yeah. So, what made you shift from drums to bass? So, uh, I started off on drums, then I went to keys. <laughs> I started playing keys and um, 
kind of a, you know, I liked it. And, um, but that, I guess that spot was always occupied because my cut, my older cousin was phenomenal at it. So I, I never felt like I had to like, you know, I always just wanted to connect with him in different ways. Like instead of the piano again, so yeah, drums was one, uh, the first way. And then I started playing keys cause you know, I liked what he was doing and you know, and so I would share with him sometimes. And then I found myself, like I said, I was telling you earlier, I found myself playing bass synth at a conference, a church conference, and mm. I was young. I was very young, but I just ended up being the bass bass player, uh, synth player for that conference. What, and, uh, was there a bass player as well? No, no. I was I was the I was you the bass the player. player. <laughs> yeah, just. Um, but I guess that kind of harkens back to the old, you know, the organ pedals yeah, yeah. day kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I guess that was the effect. Well, my dad, my dad wasn't at this conference because he would normally be the bass player. Actually, right. actually, yeah, my dad would normally be the bass player, but for some reason he wasn't at this particular one, and I just ended up playing a key bass, in, you know, in his place. And um, yeah, for some reason, man, I don't know what happened to this day. With the keyboard, just didn't work anymore, <laughs> and so it was nothing there but like a little rusty four string in the corner. And I was just like, oh, so who's gonna play bass tonight? <laughs> so. I picked it up and like I said, man, I fell in love. I fell in love like yeah. like love at first sight. Like I was like, holy shoot! So, so it kind of it, it all made sense. Yeah, the instrument and stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was just instant connection type thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then from there on, you were just like, forget about key bass. I want to, <laughs> I want to play the real deal. Right. Yeah. For a long time, and then I went. Then of course, you know, as my career or as I got older, I started getting back into getting it, back trying into to you know make sure I didn't lose. You know. Yeah. Or, so did you? Was your dad like showing you songs and stuff? Or the only thing my dad showed? Well, he teach taught me a lot, not through like being on the instrument. Mm. You know, of course, because he's my dad. First of all, and secondly, mm -hmm. he taught. Um, like being playing drums, he kind of taught me how to like, you're speeding up, son. Like, you know, little stuff like that. Like he taught me how to you're like, like shut up, dad. Right, right. <laughs> like, he, like he told me how to like really pay attention. Like just be a lot more aware and be like, sure. Don't be so like, oh, this is nice, and be speeding up and just be like. Because when, your when you're young, you. that's yeah. a long time. That's what I. You're just right. You're so excited about just playing. Right, right. That that's your world, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely important to open up and listen Absolutely. to yourself in Absolutely. context. Yeah, and it really taught me just to just to listen. You yeah. know, that's important when you're in a band atmosphere, it's very important to like, just listen to what's going on, you know, how sure. to communicate with the keyboard player, how to communicate, all that stuff. Teamwork. Yeah. <laughs> right. Teamwork. Right. Right. So, so no formal lessons or anything? No, <laughs> no formal <Wow>. anything. <laughs> just church. Literally. Wow. Yeah. Like we, I grew up in um, like my, um, my home church, Calvary Pentecostal Church, uh, Bishopville, Maryland. Um, like the praise and worship was what they call now. Mm -hmm. um, it was just anybody in the audience could sing whatever song and whatever <laughs> key and yeah, just sing it. So us as musicians, we had to kind of be like, oh, cool. And whatever key, like whatever key that person felt like singing in that day. You just sing like, it yeah. Like right up. So that, that, that was like. To me, the best education I could have ever got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because. And I'm, I'm guessing you're kind of surrounded by players who are kind of somewhat up there as yeah, well. Like, yeah, yeah. Like my my cousin, my family. It was all my family. It was my uncle. My uncle was the <laughs> guitar player. Uh, his son, my cousin. That I was just telling you about uh, keyboard player was his, was the um, keyboard player. My dad was the bassist, and, I, and later on, when I got older, I was a drummer. <laughs> so we all used to be the band for the church. Just right. just my cousin, <laughs> my cousin, and my. Uh, that's a, that's and a pretty kind of safe environment, yeah, I right. guess. You know, to, right. to grow and, right. and and try and develop your yeah man your stuff. Yeah. 
So, so when you did kind of start to get more into the bass, who were the kind of who were the guys that you were kind of checking out and yeah, um, listening to? I have to first start off, but of course, my dad. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that's yeah. just you know, my dad, of course, first. Um, then um, you know, I started listening to like Terry Trivet. <laughs> I got introduced to Terry Trivet, you know, and uh, his brother Tyron Trivet was starting to. He was just a local band at the time. Of course, he's a big gospel artist now, but at mm. the time, he was just a local. You know, and I was introduced to Terry Trivet and Adam Blackstone and Wayne Moore and <clears throat> just all these great people from like the Philadelphia area. And I was like, oh, wow. So I started listening to them a lot. And um, my dad and then I got introduced to Jocko, <laughs> Jocko and everything, man. Like, so those those were really like Jocko, um, you know, as far as people that uh, everyone might know. Jocko, um, who was it? Oh, uh, yeah, of course, like... Um, Victor Wooten was a uh, was yeah. an influence. Um, Marcus? Marcus Miller was yeah. an influence. Um, man, a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of, yeah. a lot of people. But a lot of good stuff. Those were some of the starts. Yeah, some of the starts were really got me listening. To, and, uh, so when I first started playing a four string bass, I I listened to a gospel album uh, with a guy named Maurice Fitzgerald. I don't know if you heard of him. He's from Chicago. One of my favorite to this day, Maurice Fitzgerald. Uh, I learned a gospel album called Strength by John B. Key. I used to play it every day when I came home. I used to play yeah. that album just because I like I love the bass plan. I love the the um, character it had. Like yeah. he he had his own like you know character to the bass, and I just loved it. So I used to just try to Can do you everything. Still remember some of it? Some of it. <laughs> some give, of it. Give, give us a. Blast. I think one of us. Uh, uh, I don't know what key it was in, but I'm trying. That's, uh, cool. That's cool. Uh. Just like something like that, and that's just—I don't remember the whole thing exactly, but it had that vibe on it. Yeah, so that was like character to me. That was like, oh man, this is—I can hear the bass player, you know, like yeah. that meant something to me, you know, like just because well, I mean, like that 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 line, like you could, you know, you can modify that and use it in right. a thousand different situations, right? right. That kind of major pentatonic, right? Stuff, yeah, yeah man, yeah. Yeah. So when did you kind of start gigging and breaking out of the kind of church gospel scene? Well, I got my first call. Well, like I said, the church was basically all the all the training I ever got for anything. So, uh, you know, the, um, leaving from church, uh, the first call I got was um, overseas to do a gospel uh, choir <laughs> in Germany. Uh, wow. So that was like my first ever anything yeah. it was a gospel choir uh, overseas Switzerland Ge Germany German choir or coming from the states no there? coming from the states uh, okay. they did like a like a tour two month yeah two month tour over there oh, nice no, that was two weeks maybe I don't know I don't remember so <laughs> <laughs> but it was a certain amount of time you know overseas and it was like oh wow you know so was that kind of eye opening um, or? yeah it, was. it yeah. was I mean that was my first time ever even experiencing a different country or even thinking about it yeah yeah. and you don't speak German no <laughs> <laughs> still don't. <laughs> still, so if nah. I go today, I still be like, oh, nine, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But it's right. a cool, cool place like Germany, Switzerland, that yeah. area. It's, yeah, uh, very nice. I did, I did some tours over there as well, and everything was always like, it's kind of stereotypical, but in my experience, it's true. Like it's always well set up, yeah, well run. You know, things just are the way it should be. Right, you right, know? clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. Cool. So, so you're like, hmm. Is that when you kind of started to think? Did Did you have a job? You know, or, or were you thinking like maybe I could do this full time? I mean, so 
I would have a job. I would, I would every once in a while, like when I'm home, when I'm not doing those things, I would be home like, ah, oh, man, I want a job. No, I don't. I never wanted a job, but I needed to make money at some point. So I always would try to like get a job and I'd never keep one, man. Yeah. I just, I just could never. I just knew it wasn't in me to. Because nothing's as good as this, right? right? <laughs> it was nothing in it. Like, even before I knew like this was what I wanted to, was going to do, like, you know, or it was going to be career like that. I just knew the job wasn't. <laughs> the job wasn't. So, yeah, man, I, I I could never keep one. I would try, though. I would try, but... Just, like, hospitality stuff or, like, you know... Man, a couple of things. I used to work at fast food. I worked at McDonald's, Arby's, uh, some health club one time. Um, I worked at uh, Home Depot. <laughs> like, I would just try to make it work because, you know, I needed to yeah. you know, make I ends think, meet. I, um, I also think it's good for people to do those jobs because yeah. you appreciate when exactly. you go into these places and you're exactly. getting service or whatever you're trying right. to find the range that you need right like you have I think you have a better understanding of the people who are working there definitely you know and, and maybe a bit more respect yeah you know because sometimes yeah. I think sometimes people can treat the people in the service industry and stuff not quite right. as, as how they should be right you know for whatever reasons and plus it makes you appreciate this much more, right. you know, when you're not when you're not having to flip burgers to, right, for man. two dollars an hour, or whatever. Definitely, like, you're like, definitely. Plain base, and you know, right. I'm glad I don't have to do that. Yeah, man, it's a complete, complete different world. <laughs> yeah, different world. Yeah. So then, you obviously, you kind of went, all right, I'm gonna have to make, you know, music and bass my. Yeah. I'm gonna have to make that my yeah. thing. Like I said, man. Luckily, <clears throat> luckily, uh, just falling into like. The right, just knowing some people, man. Like, mm. <laughs> like, like I was telling you earlier, you know, and that's this is not to be modest at all. But I was never the like so good that I was like, you know, I would get called for this. It wasn't because like, I mean, I was, you know, I'm not saying I wasn't good or whatever, but like, I was never that, you know. Oh my gosh, he's just going to be yeah. amazing when he gets. Yeah. It was never that. I just I knew a lot of people and like, I could do what I could do, but like Ty or whatever. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> like. I just, you know, met a lot of people, man, that just were already in positions, and they ended up being my friends, so I ended up being connected with, you know, mm. you know that's how life happens sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting, the proliferation of church and gospel players yeah. in today's modern right. pop music scene, you right. know? Like, I mean, you're saying Adam Blackstone, like, yeah, man. Uh, he's got one of the biggest some of the biggest gigs in the world right Justin Timberlake and right man he's and he's a phenomenal person man phenomenal bass player yeah yeah <laughs> you know Adam Couchet oh yeah yeah Shaka Khan and right. Prince right you know right so I mean there's definitely something in that church education that um, serves you well for absolutely for, for doing the you know the non-church gigs you right. know what I mean like I said it, I think just the awareness alone just being aware of like atmospheres and being aware of like feelings, like mm. like when something's supposed to be soft, you learn that in church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You learn like, okay, this is a soft song. I should play like a little. You just learn, like little stuff like that. You just it just comes automatically. So when you get on like a stage like that and the artist feels like he wants to feel like a certain mood, you kind of get it a little bit. You know, you already you already have like a advantage because you understand feeling and yeah. Yeah, just by just by just playing church, <laughs> you know. Just yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not 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 saying that people don't <clears throat> that don't grow up in that because of course they everybody you know can sense it, but yeah, I guess that's our view on that. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can say yeah. And you know, Philly's pretty well known as a bit of a music city yeah. as yeah. well. So were you going out and checking gigs and oh, like, yeah. clubs and stuff around when town? First, yeah, when I first moved in that area, I would 
almost every time, every chance I got, I would be out there. Not even to play half the time. Sometimes I would be playing, but sometimes mm. I just wanted to, you Go know, hear, it, wanted to, you know, do. And yeah, I mean, see. it's a pretty well known kind of funk, hip hop yeah. scene. Would that yeah. be right? And, and jazz, even now. Jazz. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, nice jazz scene there. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of the, I have a jazz band. His trumpet player in Eric's band has, has a jazz band. His, his band is amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, what, what kind of um, jazz are we talking about here? So mine is like. Mine is like more like fusion-y yep. type of uh, grooves. Yeah, yeah, grooves, fusion, and uh, you know, I'm influenced by Jimmy Haslip and the Yellow Jackets all day. So, so I that, love those. I have a song called uh, "Yellow um, Blue Jackets." <laughs> One yeah, of the really? songs called "Yeah Blue Jackets," and none of that stuff is recorded. But cool. something else I have to put out <laughs> yeah. at some point. But yeah, Blue Jackets. Yeah. So you you kind of playing melodies on the bass, um, or? Not really. A lot of it's just um, yeah, music, mm. music. Uh, I, I approach music not a lot of my, a lot of times when I approach music, I guess in my career, uh, I don't think it much from a bass perspective. Okay. Just because um, yeah, I guess I guess because I play drums and play keys, I always seen it as a picture. Mm -hmm. You know, like and more of like fits in the middle. yeah, like so. I mean, and, and you know, as a bass player, I hear grooves. You know, that's all. But like when I think music, I think. You know, I just think across sure. the, yeah, across the, so that's just how I think, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how old were you, you know, when you were doing the, uh, after the, the Germany gospel thing? How old was I? I think I was like 17, maybe. It's pretty young. Yeah, <laughs> 17. Okay. 17, I might have been, yeah, yeah, 18, 19, maybe. I, I think I had uh, graduated high school at least <clears throat> by then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, when did the the music soul child thing happen that you were telling me about? Um, that happened, I think, around. Uh, I think that started happening like around two thousand and three, four. Okay. Around that time. So a couple of years yeah. later. Yeah. And I yeah I got graduated two thousand two, and uh, yeah, a couple of years later. You graduated. <laughs> yeah. So you studied. No, high school. Just, oh, high school. Just oh, regular high school. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of the year I graduated. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So you leave in high school and then yeah, then, so I leave high school, and I'm still in Selbyville, Delaware, like near Maryland. And then um, a couple of years later, my dad passed. Um, he was um, dead rest, and my dad passed. And then you know, after a while, it was like I wanted to really move on with my career, so I moved closer to Philadelphia, mm -hmm. which is where I live now, Wilmington, Delaware. Um, yeah, and like I said, I started connecting with people, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Started getting calls, <laughs> started getting calls, man. But um, music soul child happened. Um, Wayne Moore, he called me. He was playing for the Joe Levert. Um, he had to leave music soul child to play for Joe Levert, and um, he was like, "Hey, man, can you do these, uh, you know, a few gigs for me?" I was like, <laughs> "Yes, like what?" Like, and I'm a young, like I said, I'm a young boy. I, you know, did church tours, but you know, I played in church all my life, so mm. you know. It wasn't as this was different for me, you know. It's yeah. just like, oh shoot, this is like a and I actually, like I said, I used to really listen to music so child. Like his first two albums were like was on my playlist all the time, you know. What I mean? So I really, uh, you know, knew his music, and you know, it was a good opportunity. And um, he then he got busy with Gerald Avert, <laughs> and then um, you know, so what was that like? I mean, stepping onto that rehearsal stage or whatever for the first time. Yeah, and it was. Uh, did you know the other guys in the band? I did. Okay, that helped. I did because they were from Delaware as well, <laughs> except the uh, guitar player. The guitar player was from Philadelphia, but he had played with uh, 
with Terry, like I was telling you, Terry Tribbett, I met him earlier. He used to play with his brother, um, Tyrone Tribbett's band back in the day. Right. So the guitar player, he, he wasn't even in church like that, but he used to play with them. So I just knew him from then. And then so playing with him, he was like, oh, man, this is nice. You know, just playing with some cats I you know, looked up to at the moment. You know, and I still do, still do look up to him. Mm. Just coming into that scene and, you know, just with people I knew and looked up to, it was, it was nice. It was nice. It was very nice. So, how, so you're going on tour or any kind of local dates? Like, what was the vibe? It, I did one. Um, did I do a tour with him? I don't know if we toured. I don't think. I think it was okay. just a lot of spot dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, just, you know, that's the thing. Like, you know, I mean, I got involved in a lot of stuff here mm-hmm. in a similar way. It's just like some a bass player that you know yeah. can do a gig, and you go. Hey man, can you do the gig? Right, and you're like, yes, thank you. Right, and then you know, once you get your foot in that door, right, you meet other doors. Kind of just seem to, to open, right? Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. Um, but it's like, if it wasn't for that that guy thinking of you and right. giving you the gig, right, you know, things could be really different. Right, right, man. Things, the way life happens and just things happen, man, is. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. how things happen and just how quick things can change in, in a person's life just yeah. by calling them. <laughs> like, hey, can you do this? That can change your whole life. It's crazy yeah. how quick it can happen, man. It's, it's amazing. And then, so, you know, and then sometimes you get those calls and you, and you can't do the gig, right. you know, and right. those are the ones you're like, oh. Right, <laughs> right. But uh, I think it's okay, you know, to to be busy. Yeah. You know, if you say I can't do the gig, I'm already committed to... Right. Whatever I, I think, I don't think that's gonna rule you out from ever getting that gig again. You know, it's right. just like we we all gotta work. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, music's old child, and then a couple of years on from there, you start to. Um, I got a call from um, Adam Blackstone to go to Japan <laughs> with a guy named uh, Mario Mario uh, Mario Barrett. He's an um, artist out of Baltimore, and um, yeah, he's doing. Like a bunch of uh, what do they call them? Jazz, I guess, jazz cafes in um, yeah, out there and like um, Blue Note stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue Note. Uh, I forget the other venue. It was a certain venue. I can't think of the okay. name right now. But uh, yeah, yeah. I got called for that. And um, well, actually, the the way I met Adam Blackstone is from from a church conference, <laughs> another church conference. He got booked for the conference, um, <laughs> and. Um, he had to leave out on the road with the artist the last two days of the car. He played the first two. Okay. And I played the last two. And um, he was. Those are some big shoes to fill. Right, right. <laughs> and he didn't even he didn't even know me. He like I got suggested to him. He had never heard me before. You got some nice friends. Right. Yeah, like I got he was like, Man, yeah, man, I heard I heard I heard you, you know, you're a nice man, you know, up and coming, whatever. He's like, Oh man, I got I got these um, you know, two two nights at the pray the conference was called Praise Power in Wilmington, Delaware. Well, church was in Wilmington, Delaware, but it was Philadelphia. He's like, I can't do the second two nights, so uh, can you do the second two? I was like, Yes, like, you know, and, and to me like, it was like, Oh, I get to meet this guy, like, you know, this guy that's, you know, this amazing bass player I've always, you know, heard of and, you know, wanted to meet. I get got to meet him. So I came to his last night, met him, and you know, just kind of seeing how the service, you know, yeah. what it, what I needed to be there for, what I needed to do, because it was local, it was a local thing, and um, yeah, he left, and then I ended up doing the conference, and that's the way we, he heard, um, he called me later on and was like, hey man, I heard you did good on the conference, man, I'll, you know, I'll be in contact. The next call was that Japan call, <laughs> it was a Mario call, I was nice. like, wow, like, that's crazy, so. It, that, that's <laughs> the thing, like, if you do get the opportunity, yeah. 
don't mess it up. <laughs> right, right. Be, be that's important too. Yeah. Homework, you know? That's very don't, important. Yeah, because your that that it's that guy's reputation on the line, right? As much as yours, you right. know, because you know what it's like. You don't want to recommend somebody for a gig, right? And then you turn up the next week and you go, "Hey, man, how was the? You know, how was whatever Johnny?" <laughs> and the guys in the band are like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, right." You know, you 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 feel you feel right. bad. So right. always uh always do your homework. Yeah. Yeah, it's important, so, very important. What, you mean what? What are some of the things you took away from watching Adam? Man, so every time I'm be honest, every time I'm around him, I take something from. I take something. I mean, whether and you know, I take what I what I can from. I don't take everything, but like you know, if I feel like this is a, a, a lesson I should learn, yeah. you know, I, I take really take it from him. But yeah, man, um, his example in many ways, man. He's actually a very good example. The first bass playing phenomenal. <laughs> he could yeah. he could just play bass like that's just. I think the people uh, people forget that part like because he's just such a big like he could really play the bass guitar. That's, yeah, that's number one. And then I guess seeing him really operate in um, the way he musical directs because I do that as well. <laughs> musical direct. Uh, you know, I work with artists, produce. Mm-hmm. So just seeing him interact. Being in the same room with him and seeing him interact and do what he does, it's kind of dull. like I'm. I'm a. I don't. I'm a sit back and watch and I learn from that. Like I. I don't need like. I mean, I need. You know, you need experience. But I learned from just that. Those one moments, just being in there, like okay, so that's how I handle that. Okay, like you know, just little stuff like that. I really yeah. like took in and really learned, man. Cause well, like, I mean, like you know, playing the notes is only what fifty percent of right. the gig. Right, <laughs> right. So yeah, I was looking at everything else at the time. Like, oh man, so you know, that's how you talk to the artist. You know, just a little, just yeah. little everything, man. I took everything. So anytime I'm in a room with anybody I look up to, um, like even in here, man, I'm learning things with you today. Like, you know, that's the beauty of life, man. But um, yeah, every anytime I'm um, around him, I, I, I learn something. Whether it be yeah. you know, like like I said, it could be something small, but. Um, one of the biggest things I, I, I think I learned from him is uh, I was doing a gig for him. I was doing a gig for him, um, and this is a lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. Okay. <laughs> I did. A, um, I did a gig for him, and um, so we were rehearsing all week. All week we were rehearsing, and um, it was a Smokey Robinson a tribute actually. Okay. Uh, and cool. we were rehearsing all week. It nights nice, going well. I'm playing two two P bases. I'm loving, loving it. I'm playing, thinking about my dad. Like, ah, oh, yeah. this is nice. You know, <laughs> good, good. Like, so we didn't rehearse one song. We didn't rehearse one song, so the day of, he flies in, like, hey, I might play, like, the first couple songs, and we didn't rehearse one song, and I didn't prepare for it either. <laughs> like, well, the one song we didn't, because I'm thinking, you know, the, the week of rehearsals, we'll go over all the tunes that we needed to go over. That makes sense. And the one we didn't get over, so I, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, we'll, you know, we'll run it at some point. Yeah. So the day of the show, we get there. And I, this is this is minor. This is minor, but it's a lesson learned. <laughs> it's a lesson learned. So I was playing. I was um I was um I forget the song, but it was like a Smokey Robinson, like yeah. you know something he produced or or sung on. And I was playing it, and I I wasn't holding the note. Like it, I was doing short notes instead of long notes. Something really minor, but was big, because you know back in the day those bass lines are like yeah yeah. So it was like something small like that. And he was like, no, nah. he was like, no, nah, that's a long note. And like, little, so that's all I needed to hear because I'm like, thank you. Because it, it taught me to pay attention to detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, you know, like, like I said, just being aware with stuff, paying attention to detail and just kind of, you know, just being awoke, <laughs> just being awake to like stuff, man. Like that taught me a lot, you know. No, note length really affects the groove. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, you, if, you know, if you're playing 
staccato and it should be potatoes. Right. Right. <laughs> then that's that's a, that's a different song. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um right. and I think that's maybe one of the things that a lot of a lot of guys miss out on is like it's not always the notes that you play, but it's how you play those notes. Right. You know? Right. And it's important like you listen to like Chic records like Bernard Edwards and stuff. Right. Like his note length and placement is what makes those stuff right. so funky. Right. You know, because he's not playing over the snare or, you know, he's maybe playing after the kick drum and yeah. stuff like that, but it, it all has to fit in. It's like a big jigsaw puzzle, right. you know? <laughs> right. You don't want to step on other people's yeah, toes man. too much. That was important, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> very important. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, you played with Drake for a bit as well? Yeah. I played for Drake, uh, what years were those? Maybe like 2011 to 2004. 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. So when he was kind of, yeah, really, was, really, yeah, he up. was, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, yeah, the height of his. Well, he still is, but yeah. you know, yeah. Like what? It's, I guess he just got there when I came. He's break, breaking through. Yeah. 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 Did you have to go up to Canada? Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time in Toronto. <laughs> a okay. lot of time because I was, I was actually the only American in the band. Everyone else was a Canadian. So Adam Blackstone was that connection. <laughs> He was the, he was the that connection. You he better thought. send him a Christmas card. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I tell man, I man, I'm very all of those like the three cats I told you, you know, Terry Tribbett, Wayne Moore, Adam Blackstone. Those three instrumental in my life, man. And, and probably ways they don't they might not even realize, but just from me observing, mm. they're they're just three instrumental you know keys of my life, man, and like how I approach you know my career, really, really. But um, yeah, man. Adam called me one day. <laughs> like I said, another call. He was like, "Hey man, can you?" Um... Again, it was a sub call. It wasn't. It wasn't like, "Hey, can you do this tour?" Or can you do? Hey, can you do this? Um, it was a war show. My first. <laughs> my first. Uh, yeah, right. Gig with Drake was a war show. I was like, I was nervous actually. In Canada. First, yeah. Was it the Bell Awards? No, it was in New York. Oh, New York. It was in New York, but you know, we rehearsed in um in Canada Toronto. and everything. Do like Toronto? Yeah, I love it. It's nice and clean. Yeah. Nice and uh, <laughs> good food again. Yeah. Did you get some poutine? Yeah, all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time. I, I went to uh, went to a certain spot, um, a certain spot they would take me to, and I would keep going there because it was like the best poutine. It was nice. I forget yeah. what it's called. I forget what it's called. If you don't know what poutine is, you gotta look it up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's good. It's good. They have some in the states too, some at some places, but yeah. You know, not the same. <laughs> not the same. You got to get that squeaky cheese. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, th those are going to be some big, big shows with Drake, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and a mixture of key bass and real bass. I mean, what's the ratio there? 30% real bass. 30? 70% key bass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, that, that was just the vibe yeah. know, for, for that for that particular gig, yeah. 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 Which yeah. was good because, you know, I fell into the... I was playing this way more than Cubase at the time, so yeah. it was good for me to kind of get back into my... Yeah, so how, yeah. then how do you, like, do, did they have, like, a rig that you could use with sounds set up? Because, or did you need to figure out how they got all those sounds on the, on so, the records and stuff? Nah, just, um, you know, rehearsals, you know, <laughs> rehearsals, yeah. I would get out my sound and um, basically, um, if it was a tour, we'd... Uh, I'd program all my sounds. You know, after a while, I knew how to do them quickly. Yeah. And then I'd program them, and then normally we'd just take all our stuff with us. Mm -hmm. Or rent, you know what I mean? Normally on tours, we, we had everything with us. You know, so it was all the same equipment. So once I programmed it, that was yeah. it. all there, yeah. Yeah. So you got to get, you got to know how to program synths as yeah, well. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Was, was, luckily, I had a tech, 
Because I didn't, I mean, I, that's not, that's not what I was doing. So yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I mean, I know how to do it now, but at the time, yeah, man, I didn't, I had no idea how to sysx, <laughs> anything on my, on my, on yeah. my keyboard. So. And, and how, like how faithful to the albums were these live versions, you know? Because the studio stuff is quite programmed sounding, yeah. but I'm guessing you have big band, you know, guitar, bass, drums. So, um... The way the way they approached it, um, the way that um, we tried to approach it, at least um, tried to approach it live, mm. like a live, but you know, stay true, stay true to what was going on in the music and the feel of the music. Yeah. So um, and you know, a lot of songs Drake didn't have real drums on it, so it was like it, it had to be different in a way. Mm. You know what I mean? And the drummer used a lot of um, pads and stuff. Yeah, pads and stuff, but you know, a you, lot are of you was, playing click track. Yeah, all click. Uh, okay. Um, I don't think any of the songs were. Uh, yeah, right. Anything was free, except it was like a freestyle. But like, yeah, yeah everything was tracked. And, and who's who's MDing that? Uh, his name is uh, D Ten. Okay, D10. I think he produced like like one or two of his first songs. Right on his first album. I'm and not what, sure how many, but yes. Yeah, so. And what and so and what was Drake like to work with? Musical. Great man. Yeah, it, it was a great experience. Uh, yeah, he's. Like again, again, man. Like these people are just like us. They're not, not you know. They're they're cool, man. Like very cool. And you know, I look I look at them in a way like, and understanding like, hey, they have to be somewhat, you know. They 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 don't get privileges as that we do, but. Even though they do get privileges, they mm-hmm. don't get the same privilege. Like they can't go to the grocery store. Like he can't just yeah. walk in the market, market, and be like, "Yeah, I just want some." You know, yeah. he doesn't get that privilege anymore. I mean, he can. You know, he can. You know, very much. But he couldn't do it anywhere. You know what I mean? So yeah. Kind of. The, you you, get, you lose a lot of freedom when you're. When you're and so that alone changes you as a person because you know some a lot of regular things aren't so so regular to you anymore. True. So um, you know, outside of those things, like. Yeah, man, they're just like uh, they're yeah. just like us, you know, cool people down to earth. I've ne- actually never worked uh, with a jerk. <laughs> I've heard about that's people good. that you know work with jerks, but yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've that's never, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you hear the stories about Prince. I mean, he he lived right. in his own world, right? Built his own world, Paisley Park and right. stuff, and wow. just. You, you know, if you wanted to play ping pong at three o'clock in the morning, you went and played ping pong at three wow. o'clock in the morning, wow. kind of thing. That's just, dope. Because, you know, he, he's not going to be walking around. Well, I mean, I guess maybe he did a bit when he was Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. He's knocking on doors. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Give him a minute. Watch our magazines. And wow. <laughs> and, you, you know, you, you were saying in the car on the way over that you that you checked out some prints and a bit yeah. of a fan. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like I said, I, I used to, I, I've always loved this funk, but yeah. uh, I started getting into the rest later. <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Rhonda Smith and yeah. John Blackwell. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, right. Was, that was some funky stuff. Right, man. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you were out in Australia? Uh, around 2015, 16. Okay. Uh, one of those, <laughs> definitely. But um, yeah, I was out here with Mark Ronson. Cool. Um, Tame Impala was with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice. nice. And Mark Ronson, how did you, I mean... What so, was the connection for that? Weirdly enough, uh, <clears throat> this, uh, I don't, I mean, of course someone had to suggest me, and I'm not sure, I don't know if that was Adam or not. I don't, I still to this day, I don't know how he even heard my name, but um, he said he looked me up on YouTube, 
and he's seen a clip of me at church. This is Mark. This is Mark Ronson. This is a conversation Seriously? he had during rehearsals. Yeah, <laughs> this is a conversation Mark, me and Mark Ronson had. He's like, "Yeah, I looked you up on YouTube. Oh. Um, um, me playing at church, <laughs> literally." And he was like, "Oh yeah, that's the guy." I was like, "Oh wow!" Like, I, if I look at the video, I think it's regular. <laughs> I think it's super regular. But he was like, "Man, that's the guy I want." And I was like, "Oh cool!" Like, so he's. This is him telling me the story, and I'm like, "Wow, that's crazy." So again. I don't. I don't think he just automatically just came across me. So I. Yeah. Somebody probably probably you know. Then looked yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Then he looked me up. So yeah. That was that was a crazy story. You, that's. I mean, you you, you kind of have to have some kind of online presence these days, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, because people people aren't going to always going to be able to come and see you play or whatever, right. or just take somebody's recommendation at face value. They're going to go, what's his name? Right. Plug it into right. YouTube or Google and find out. Right. You're done. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. You know, I'm I'm, I'm inspired. <laughs> inspired by what you do, man. Oh. Really, and it's you know, it's uh, it's the future, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's it's such a great day and age that we can share. You know, share your story and Absolutely. and share knowledge and stuff like that and connect with people. Absolutely. In a great way. So, the, so the Mark Ronson thing was that just for Australia, or was that kind of a bit of a world so thing? We were rehearsing for um, what's the big big festival out there. Uh, was it Soundwave? No, no, not Soundwave. Uh, why can't I think of that festival? It's in, it's in the UK. Um, uh, Glastonbury? Glastonbury. We you, were, play, you play Glastonbury? Yeah, we, yeah, we play Glastonbury Pyramid Fest. Stage? Yeah, yeah, I think that's somewhere on YouTube too. <laughs> somewhere, but uh, um, we rehearsed two months for Glastonbury. Two months? Yeah, well, for all the festivals we were doing, but really, his, his, wow. in his mind, it was Glastonbury. You know, he yeah. had to be the, you know, the right one. So we rehearsed two months. He moved me out there, got me an apartment. And, to um, the UK? Yeah, in London, yep. Yeah, we rehearsed, uh, you know, was, had a few it, days off. Was it a global band? No. Uh, oh, no, me and the Horns. The Horns were American. I was mm -hmm. American. Everybody else was... Uh, British? Yeah, British, yeah. Is this... Uptown Funk era. Uptown Funk era. Right. Um, yeah, that that whole album right. and, and a few of his old ones. Yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't never I never got to meet uh, Bruno Bruno yet. Uh, okay. Bruno, Bruno didn't do any of the shows with us. Yeah. At at the time, um, but you know we had Mary J. Blige. We had a uh, George Clinton. You know we had we had a few people that you know came, but uh, yeah, I didn't get to meet uh, Bruno yet. <laughs> What's it like? Stepping out on stage in Glastonbury. I mean, that's one. That's yeah. just an iconic gig. It, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, just you know, I I've always like looked up you know YouTube clips, <laughs> of course, yeah. of just like Glastonbury, and it's like, wow, this is nice. You know, I said, I, of course, as a as a musician, I wanted to play it. I wanted to play that one one year. So, you know, to get the call and. Um, have the opportunity was amazing. Was it night nighttime or daytime? It was daytime into night. Our show literally nice. was like this, and then turned. It That's was the best. By that last song, because you get to see the yeah the sea of people. <laughs> it was crazy, man. and then the lights really kick in. It was crazy. It was amazing, amazing. And just you know, by after two months of rehearsal, it was it wasn't like I was nervous or anything. I was ready. Like you know, it was, yeah, you know, it was nice. You should be. It was nice, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I mean, still, it'd be very easy to be. Like when you get in that situation right. for just to lose your concentration right, or whatever, so right. you you got to stay focused, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's um, important. That's one one thing that I still struggle with is just you know staying in the moment and focusing on what you're doing, not yeah. being distracted by yeah. what the drummer's doing or right. who's in the front row, you know, right. whatever. Like, how how do you kind of what's your kind of gig brain? Oh, man, 
think we all go through it <laughs> because I, you know, you know, I find myself, uh, you know, doing that exact same thing here, you know, sometimes, you know, um, but when it's time, when it's like, when it's time, I really just lock in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a. I think my body just used at this point. I guess it's just like a lock in moment where okay, it's time, cool. show time. You yeah. know, <laughs> versus like yeah, you know, lounging or playing at a jam. You know, it's a little different. But like yeah, I guess you get your show time. Uh, Did you have choreographed dance moves as well? I didn't, but uh, well, you, know, I move anyway. Yeah, I, that's just part of. Can Yeah, like so he he loved that. <laughs> he loved yeah. the fact that I you know if I'm playing I'm like you know that's yeah, just getting into it. that's just how yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In in years, I'm guessing. Yeah, in yeah. years, uh, tracks. Well, we didn't do everything with track, but we did a lot, most mostly with track. Some like maybe two, one or two songs were like live too. Yeah, cool. It was nice. It was nice. Wow. Yeah, we did. Um, came out here. Uh, we did Melbourne. Um, we did uh, Sydney. You know, a few few spots out here. It was mm. nice. And like I said, the Triple J. Mm. Yeah, we did two songs there. Uh, that was nice. It got a good. Uh, I'll try and put links for that in the description oh, of the, the video absolutely. and stuff. Check that out. Yeah. So was that a, like a cover and an original or a cover and original? So we did um, one of the songs from his albums. I can't think of the song right now, but I, I will, like I said, we'll get the links. We'll get the links. And uh, we did a cover song, and his um, his version was uh, "Sat by the Ocean," "Cake by the Ocean," "Cake by No, not "Cake by the Ocean," "Sat by the." We'll look it up. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, he did a Stevie version, ver- a Stevie uh, Wonder version of that song, oh. and I played Moog bass on it. Uh, um, yeah, man, that was nice. It was nice. It, it was one of his arrangements. Yeah. 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 That well, I learned a lot with him, man. He's a very musical guy. Yeah. Very musical Definitely. guy, man. Like we'd be listening to I mean, James Brown. Amy like, Winehouse and Bruno Mars. Like, right. <laughs> right. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He 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 would just play records for it. I was like, oh my gosh, I've never heard this record. What is yeah. that? Like he introduced me to so many sides of music and yeah, it was crazy. He kinda of feels like he has a bit of that quest love thing, like he's a musicologist, right. you know? Right. Yeah. You'd imagine he would just right. know who played on right. what record and what year and what venue right. and stuff like that. Yeah, man. I think that's why he's he can span so many genres so authentically. Right. You know, I think I've seen him do like some New Orleans stuff as well. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, let's talk a little bit about this bad boy. <laughs> nice. This bass nice. that you've got in your hands. Yeah, man. I was, um, I met John McGinney, Morgan Turner from Baltimore, a bass player, amazing bass player uh, in the States mm-hmm. uh, from Baltimore, Maryland. He, uh, you know, one of my homies, and he, he, he got introduced to this. And um, I was like, yo, this bass is crazy. He was like, so he, he, you know, hooked me up with him. Got his number. I hit him up. I was like, give me everything that Morgan got in his bass. <laughs> Literally at the time, I was like, Except I just said that. nicer. Right, right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know. Got to get a little bit yeah. extra bling on there. Right. So um, he sent me, started sending me woods. And I was like, oh, let me get this. <laughs> like, so he, he sent me this wood. It was literally a block of wood. When he sent it to me, so like a picture, um, yeah, like a picture yeah, of you know, he's not posting your blog, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Posting just like, <gasps> right, right. Here's half a tree, sir. <laughs> right, right. So he, yeah, he would te- he would just text me like, you know, different woods and like, what do you, you know? How do you want it? I'm like, this one. Like, he just, I, I didn't even ask for this. He just sent, he was sending me like different, and I was like, oh no, this one. <laughs> so that's, I, that's a, I just like the way it's a, one piece. a bird's eye maple. It's maple. Yeah. <laughs> Stunning and um yeah and same for the, the block and lace yeah so I told him I was just like I want I want this in the black and lace too because um again Morgan had like the black inlays yeah and um I was like man can we put this can we make these the same thing yeah and he ended up doing that and the and the fingerboard it's like a um 
maple, sure. some kind of maple. Yeah, I think it's maple. Though. Roasted maple or something. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I first got this bass, it wasn't bright and shiny. So I was like, ah, you know, is that what you kind of used to like that? Yeah, just uh, some type of shine. You MTD gospel. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, like I was a gospel musician yeah. all my life. So, <laughs> man, when I got this bass, it really changed my outlook on bass. Like, and just it's fat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it serves a different purpose, which. Is yeah, it? which was what I loved about this bass. Um, it's very warm, very mm. big. It's just fat and just warm. So like R&B music that doesn't require like, yeah, you know, high stuff. It's the perfect bass for. Yeah, yeah. perfect bass. But yeah, it's got um, Aguilar pickup. Um, yeah, Aguilar and and preamp. Preamp, and then uh, I think these are um, these are North Strand. I think. North Strand. Yeah, they make great pickups. Yeah, and um, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice, man. And you said you use uh, Elixir strings? Elixir strings. I'm endorsed with them. Yeah, they're a great company. <laughs> and they're... So what really... Um, you know, I've been endorsed with a couple of string companies, but what really stood out for them is their strings last a long time. Yeah. And I didn't have to change my strings so much. And I was like, oh, and they sound good. So when I first... My hands started had to get used to the... You know, how they feel. feel. But after that... I mean, it was worth it to me because, like... So, like, how, how old are these strings, you reckon? Uh, fairly new. Fairly, <laughs> fairly yeah. new because I just... Um, it was actually starting to... Uh, my action was too high. And um, some intonation... I had some intonation, so I just got it, like, redone before yeah. I came out here. Yeah. Do, you, do you do that yourself or do no. you do that again? <laughs> I don't even know how. I, and I'm going to learn. I'm you can learn, change your strings, though, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I change my strings. <laughs> but um, I have a guy, a young guy in, um, in the States, man. His name is uh, Joel. Mm-hmm. Joel Eldridge. Man, he's he's phenomenal with bases and just putting taking things apart and putting them back together. He's one of those guys. Everybody needs a guy, <laughs> right. like, a friend like that. <laughs> right. They go, hey man, can you make this work? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So he he's been that guy in my life, literally with any, even my acoustic now. Yeah. You know, any guitar area area or if I need fixed, you know, he's in my first call. Yeah. I think so. Can we hear a couple of different tones Absolutely. on this guy? Let's see, so, see what it is. So um, I think I use this. No, I didn't use it on my um. This is one of the songs on my album, I'll just play it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. This is one of my back pickup. Uh, play some uh, front pickup stuff. Regular in the middle. Uh, is that generally where you have it in the middle? Yeah, like especially like the Eric Robertson gig is normally yeah, yeah straight, straight. Um, yeah. Oh, what's one of his songs? Oh yeah. I like. Sometimes I play it a little front for this yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. one of his songs man yeah 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 this bass man <laughs> once i realized what i what i could use it for and really use it 
to the advantage. Almost everything, right? Yeah. Did you use this on, for the Mark Ronson stuff? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, and at the time, I didn't have a, um, a, a bright bass at the time when I was playing for him. So I was playing I mean, this. this. Surely this can go bright. Oh, yeah, no, no. It, it can go. But, you know, you know, you know that slap I'm talking about where, you know. That 12K. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it worked. It worked, but I never. I wanted that twelve k, you know, <laughs> that treble above right. the treble. <laughs> right, right. So, um, but yeah, I used to play this on Uptown Funk. <laughs> yeah, um, but like I said, I wish I had something for that song, especially. I wish I had something a little brighter because yeah, really? the record was brighter. Is that is it all slapped or? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, except the um, the sure. Yeah, that, that the little walkout, but yeah, I think there's all those. I forgot. I forgot all the other specific things that we used to do. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. all those like fills at the end, yeah, of the yeah. chorus and stuff. Yeah, yeah man, he, that stuff was important. Like he he wanted that. Yeah, he wanted that stuff. So it was like, I, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get the impression that nothing on that is by accident. Right, everything's intentional. Yeah. <laughs> and is it Jamaro? Jamario, phenomenal. Another phenomenal one. Yeah, and he's spinning around right. the top of his head and right. stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's phenomenal, man. He's that's phenomenal. cool. Any pedals and stuff that you generally use? Or? Yes. Um, so, um, Drake, <laughs> being with Drake. So, I got endorsed with Warwick before Drake Day. So, like, with, like, I guess with Music Soul Child, mm -hmm. with my Music Soul Child and Mario uh, credentials at the time, I got I got endorsed with Warwick. And Warwick gave me a, you know, I was first company um, that really, like, looked me out, like, gave me 100%. And that's another, through the guy, Wayne Moore. He was he's, he's with work and um, he kind of introduced me to them mm. as well and uh, yeah they gave me a hundred percent endorsement so um, I got a lot of stuff from them like speakers amps mm -hmm. <laughs> and one bass guitar so <clears throat> they're like the first person that uh, but so when I actually made my first appearance at Nam I was leaving on tour with Drake <laughs> so it just kind of it kind of just fell into my lap right um, you know with some with some things so, so out there I met MXR uh, pedals. And um, so they, um, you know, met them there, you know, got got the contact. I'm like, yeah, we're leaving on, on tour next week with Drake. <laughs> you know, so it was pretty big at the moment. And, um, yeah, so I kept in contact with a lot of people and actually got a lot of endorsements off of nice. it. So they ended up sending me uh, a fuzz pedal, an octave pedal, and a wah pedal, and a, a compression pedal. Cool. And, um, yeah, that was kind of like my little board. I had like a little board, yeah, on yeah. stage for, the, for that tour. One of the mix-up pedals of... This guy. Oh, nice. It's like a nice. It's like a DI. Yeah, I've seen him before. Um, so it's like a clean preamp. Uh, this, and then it's also got a distortion. Nice. So it's almost like three channels because you can just have it off. Wow. And then you could kick in the clean for like yeah. a super slap sound or yeah. whatever. And then you could kick in the distortion. Nice. Um, and it's a DI, and you've got a parallel output and stuff. And dope, it's a man. really handy. I mean, it's well made. Feel a bit of that. Yeah, it's like a well made box. Wow. And I've I've bought bought and sold those pedals for like fifteen years. I just always end up going. Oh, I gotta get my MXR back. Oh wow. You know. Yeah. So if, if there was if there was like cool. if I had, could only take like two pedals, it would be this mm. and like an octave pedal. My, yeah. My boss OC two. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. That yeah. guy. Oh yeah. Those. Yeah. <laughs> those are standard. That's the, the stanky <laughs> right. stanky octave sound right. that I love. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually have this filter twin too. The Aguila? Um, yeah. 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 That was another, another uh, you know, when I was with them for a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then rig-wise? 
uh, rig wise, um, on the road, GK. Yeah. GK, I use a uh, Fusion 550. Nice. And um, the Neo. 412. The Neo 4, uh, yeah, 412. Cool. Or the four, or, or the four, uh, two four to tens, you know, whatever, whatever is available. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, on my rider is a Moog, uh, and whatever bass is required for that gig. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's basically how I roll. <laughs> and you don't have a P bass? I want one. I want one. <laughs> right, right. Though, like, you need you need one of those, man. Yeah. Those, those special. Those are special. Yeah, you got you got, you got, but you got to find the right one. You know, right. It has to speak to you. Right, right. <laughs> like Excalibur. <laughs> right. right man. Um, and probably tell us a little bit about your your solo stuff that, that you're working yeah. on and, and have done in the past. So, um, like I said, I've been into music all my life. I've been, uh, you know, pro- I've even produced people all my life. So. I was like, man, I want to put out this, in my mind, I'm telling you how I was thinking in my mind, I want to put out this production thing, you know, like, yeah. I wanted to display my production in a way. And at the time, I, you know, I had original songs, but the, I, I had an idea to do hymns, you know, uh, just, that just would end up being. So, um, yeah, I would just make my own versions, <laughs> my own versions of those hymns. And uh, my album's called Hymns My Way, by the way. Uh, because they're my way, <laughs> they're hymns, and um, should have called it my way or the hem way. Right, <laughs> the hem way, the hem way. <laughs> right, right, right. So um, yeah, it, basically that album was not because I wanted to do these hymns my way, but it was really just to, in my mind, like I said, it was to just display my production and how I thought mm-hmm. as a person, you know, and you know my variety of how I listen to things and like. Yeah, you know that's really why I did it. So it's and pretty. Uh, it's a pretty broad. Yeah, it's got. A, I mean, you know, gospel, but it's yeah. still got a broad. Like, like I got a country song in there. Cool. Got some, got some uh, smooth jazz song on there, even. <laughs> you but know. a twelve k. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I got some soft stuff, man. It's you know. Bit of rock. Yeah. No. Okay. Not on that one. Not on this one. But coming up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rock funk. And soft. <laughs> so yeah. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a whole different. This new stuff, man, is. Yeah, it's just different. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. And where where can people find that? Like so. Um. Yeah. My all my music is on um, iTunes. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the musical outlets, um, online um online outlets. Um, they're pretty much on all of them. You Spotify. Got, do you have your own your own website or something? Um, not. I'm working on it. Okay. I'm working on it. Uh, my website. I'm literally working on it as as we um, yeah. you know throughout the weeks. Sure. <laughs> Still trying to finish it. And um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be launching some things. Actually, I'm starting a um, email market soon. So okay, yeah, subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Stuff, man. stuff like that, man. Um, have you checked out Bandcamp? No. Definitely check out Bandcamp we'll for do. for putting stuff, uh, because you get a great deal as an artist, like nice. way better than iTunes. Okay. Um, and you can sell if you want to sell physical CDs, you can nice. as well, and you can name your price. So oh, iTunes yeah, is kind of set, that. right? So you could be like, you could put something up and people and be like, pay what you want, right? Or you could put it up and say minimum five dollars, right? Okay, you know, or whatever. Uh, and the great thing is, is like anybody that buys it, you get their email address, unlike nice. iTunes. So if you're talking about starting an email subscription thing, nice. Then you know anybody that I, I think that's only fair as an artist. Nice. Nowadays, yeah. like if you're self-producing it and putting it all out there, that you can. A little bonus of getting some of these emails, so you can hit them right. up and go, "Hey, I'm going to be in tour in your city, or right. I've yeah, got another right. album coming out. You know, right. like check it out." Yeah. Um, in my experience, Bandcamp's been 
been the best thing so far. Nice. And you get and if somebody buys an album, you get the money like two days later. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just straight in your account through through PayPal. Oh yeah, it's I'm gonna look at that up today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. and and you can offer stuff. You know, like you can offer like package deals. You know, like buy two two albums and get this EP for free. Or, oh, nice. Like it's really customizable. However you want to do it. Nice. Okay. You can have, put videos up there. It can be like a real multimedia portal for all your music. Nice. Okay. I'm gonna check that out. That's my tip. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> We probably gotta wrap it up. Oh, cool, man. Um, cool. I gotta hit the road and get out to my gig. Yeah, nice. Um, but, Jay. It's been a pleasure, It's man. been an absolute pleasure, it has. Um, it's been great having you around. Absolutely. Monster player. Oh, man. I love what you do. I appreciate it, man. You know, Likewise. I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be transcribing all that stuff that you just did. <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> man. I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, check them out. Instagram, Music yeah, Instagram, Boy. Instagram, uh, my name is Music Boy 3. Uh, M U S I Q B O Y three and um who's Music Boy one and two? That's what I want. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so three, man. I guess this is a spiritual, spiritual thing. I guess <laughs> yeah, like Father, Son, Spirit. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, just connected with that. I guess yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you got a Facebook or anything? Yeah, Facebook is um J Bratton. Right. But uh, basically, anywhere else is on uh, Music Boy 3, and that's with a Q, M-U-S-I-Q-B-O-I-3. Otherwise, it's Jay Bratton, B-R-A-T-T-E-N. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Jay Bratton, everybody. Yeah. And I have a single out that I put out last year, April. It's called Ordered By You. Um, that's on iTunes, but it's only one song. And I'll be coming out with some new music soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I look forward to it. Yeah, definitely. you got to send me a link as soon as oh, it's done. Absolutely. Cool, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Appreciate it. Definitely. See you guys. <laughs> awesome. Nice. enjoyed that interview there with Jay massive thanks to Jay for taking the time out to come and hang out with me um, I always appreciate it when people agree to be on this show it means a lot and, and it's always really enlightening to to speak with all these great bass players um, the music that you're hearing just now is a track called Fluidite from um, my band Pickpockets second release called Permutations which is available on Bandcamp, Spotify um, Apple Music all that kind of stuff so if you like it 
check it out. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you very soon.